Boom, there it is, ladies and gents. We're ready to rock and roll. We got a coach on here to help you grow your business. He's been working with some big companies. So if you're the little guy getting started, this is probably a good episode to get some advice on. Let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Pros! All right, ladies and gents, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to take your business to the next level with the help of a highly successful business ownership and marketing consultant. Argus is an expert with over two decades of experience working with businesses of all shapes and sizes and industries, from Silicon Valley startups to Fortune 500 companies. He has a track record of taking businesses from barely scraping by to making high six and seven figures. So he's here to share his secrets of success with us. So let's welcome to the show the business growth expert, Mr. Joel Bauer. And awesome. now the party can start, my friend. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was a solid intro, man. I love it. <laughs> That's it, man. We're having fun here. I got high yeah. school kids here, so I got to keep them entertained as yeah, well. Yeah, you got to so. keep them entertained. That's That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel. Uh, my first question for you, man. Um, what is it that you do? If you had to explain it to like a fifth grader, if you had to make it as easy as possible for somebody to understand, what do you do for a living? So... What I do, I do is I've been obsessed with business in all levels and I love entrepreneurs and I want to find any strategy I can to get in the hands of entrepreneurs to help them go to that next level, not be burnout, not hitting plateaus, but really take it to the next level. And I've been obsessed about that for 20 years or more actually, but uh, 20 years at this point for sure. And if that's what I want to do. I want to give every advantage, every tactic, every skill of true knowledge of how industries move over time, you know? And so that all combined, it's, you know, it's not a cookie cutter thing. I can't give them like five steps to whatever, but I know where they're at. I've been there, you know, and I know how to take them to that next level. So uh, hopefully that helps. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. You've been at this for 20 years. Um, yeah. You know, normally in the past, uh, I'd say the last hundred years, 20 years made a pretty big stride. But for us, especially in this generation today, the last 20 years has, it's like light speed, exponential yeah. growth in different areas from marketing to the way businesses operate to even employees being in the office. Yeah. Um, what's that been like as a, as a coach helping these, these business owners getting started in a completely different world than maybe their parents did in the past? Yeah, I mean, it is it is surreal, and I it's so weird to think back because what I know now and what what I generally do in my conversations with businesses is so much different. I used to do mail order, like where we'd have direct mail, like flyers, and that was the only way. There was there was no Facebook ads, there was no YouTube, uh, there was no like Google to like advertise on, which is like the go to places now. And so I actually had my my first breakout success by learning this new thing, AdSense, and what's what's cool about it is that it forced me to kind of shift often so i had to see where i was stuck or where i was trapped in my thinking because the the tools were changing so fast that you couldn't just hold on to what was already working you know it went from like 
where cell phones weren't a normal thing to where everyone, every like three-year-old has one now for some reason. And it just, it, it keeps expanding like that. But it, because it forced me to go, I have to learn this completely new thing and this completely new thing and this completely new thing, you start seeing that there's trends that live outside of that. That there is things that no matter what generation you're in that are consistently working in business that have to be applied to the tools, not just let the tools dictate how we grow our businesses. I know it's corny to say, but those are the fundamentals, right? Essentially, this is how how we operate. I remember my first business. um, I did marketing in this thing called the penny saver. It's basically the junk mail that you get like on Tuesdays that show up to your house, right? We had mailers that went in there. We used to advertise in this thing called the yellow pages, which most uh, most of my students probably have never seen one before in their life. They might know what it is, uh, but never seen one before in their life. We used to advertise with a radio pop up. So the DJs would come over to our store and like do little show stuff. Uh, there it was crazy. You talk about cell phones. I remember watching Saved by the Bell and Zach Morris pulls out like a brick <laughs> size uh, brick. phone that he used to use. Yeah, and I, all it was was a Love phone, it. and the crappy service on it was it was just that it wasn't very good. But today, things have like continuously advanced, and some of those fundamentals yeah. that you talk about are still core to this day. Whether you're using ChatGPT and AI to draft your your marketing material or you're writing it yourself and creating your own landing pages. What are some yeah. of those fundamentals that you feel have continued to live on generation after generation? Um, one of the key ones, and I, you'll see it in pretty much every walk of life where people are becoming the best of the best or really growing, or it, it's the ability to take failure and use it as a, it's only a lesson to go, hey, what else can I do? So at the core, like over and over again, you know, we're so afraid of this thing called failure that we stop ourselves dead in our tracks. Even when we, all of our instincts, all of our guys saying, Hey, go for it. This is it. This will work. This will go. You need to figure out how to, regardless of that fear, got to go. And, you know, cause everything else can be solved from there. If you, if you are doing the, you know, the, the best of what you can imagine to do right now, and you're taking that action on it, you get a massive amount of feedback. And if you can keep doing that, you will, you will beat the competition day in and day out. And it's just a matter of time before you're one of those key players. So, I mean, that, crucial across the board. Like, I don't care if someone's making, you know, high seven figures at this point or multiple seven figures across, you know, tons of businesses. We still all run into that same game. Our fears are just different. There are different levels of fear, but they're still, if you do not learn that strategy to bowl through them, it doesn't matter how big you are. You'll, you'll suffer. I'm going to be uh, emceeing an event uh, in, on March 2nd. It's called Evolve Your Brand or Go Extinct. And the yeah. whole idea behind it is you got to show up and be prepared to make content, to be uncomfortable. And I think when you discuss that fear, that's part of that dilemma that we have today. Like I remember listening to Gary Vee. The whole reason why I have a podcast is because he said, if you're in business, you need to be creating content. And I found that for me, podcasting was the medium that I was going to use to create content. But there's so many people that fear getting behind the camera, speaking behind the microphone, doing those things to make their brand even exist, yet nevertheless, like grow from there just to be existent. What do you what are you telling people when when it comes to content creation and and how important or vital it is for their business growth? So this this reminds me of back when I got my, my chops in sales originally, there was, you know, it was my business. There was no one else doing it. So I had to figure out pretty much everything. And I had a, I had a script that I got from a mentor. I was in real estate at the time and I was starting to grow a team and I had, I got the script and I was totally exact. but I was like, I remember stalling and I got on a, a call with my coach and he's like, Hey, this is how you got to think about it. 
yeah, your first one, first call, the first person that picks up, you guys are equal. The second person, you have two experiences. The third person, you have three experiences. And he's like, by the time you get to 10 to 20, you're an expert at what's about to happen. They're not. And that always held to me. That was one of those things that like when I'm starting something new, whether it's like throwing on the camera and recording something, I have to remember, yeah, the first one's going to suck. But the second one, I'm better than most people in the world that won't even do it. Then by the third one, by 100, I'm unstoppable. I, 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 as long as I keep like wanting to get better and wanting to figure it out, then eventually those nerves go away. I start like nailing some things. I start getting a good feel for it. Hopefully I'm putting it out there so the real world's actually responding to me and I can grow from that feedback too. But that that's the thing is like, you're in a game where you're so worried at first that you're not an expert yet, but you're not going to be, but you will be fast, faster than they expect. You know, people talk about like the 10,000 hours. That's to be a master at something. That's like to be the 1% in the world. To be good at something better than most, it's a handful of times. It's crazy how fast it happens. Yeah, the 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 difference is not that much. I mean, no. literally this your episode 1097. By <laughs> by this yeah. point, I've gotten really good at this podcasting thing, right? Like it's gotten yeah. it's it's second nature to me. And when people yeah. come on the show, it's light years ahead of uh, other shows that they've been on simply for that for, for that exact fact that you said. I just had a lot of at bats. And when yeah. it comes to sales, same thing. The reason why car salesmen, door-to-door salesmen tend to have much better careers when it comes to sales is because they just had more at-bats. They just yeah. knocked on yeah. more yeah. doors. They spoke to more customers. They faced that fear. But that fear yeah. could also be crippling. And uh, I wanted to ask you because as a coach, you have to deal with probably the most uh, difficult person every single one of your clients probably has, and that's themselves, their own yeah. mindset, their own imposter syndrome. When you have people that are yelling at you telling you how horrible you are and how much you suck at this particular thing but it's not anybody in real life it's your own voice in your head how yeah. do you help them deal with that yeah i mean so that usually starts with perspective it's weird just like this like you don't know when you become really good at something you know you're just afraid of taking that first swing even people who are great at it that have been in business for a while you know they they kind of lose track of where they really are at you know, how much have they overcome? What have they already accomplished? So instead of like trying to rely on going that next level or dealing with this person that's saying crap they shouldn't be saying, you know, and letting you get in your head, if it's you or someone like on social right now, you know, which is rampant, like you, you, you post anywhere, you know, as long as you're consistent, eventually you're going to get someone that says the meanest crap you can imagine. And so our ability to, to deal with it, you know, is, is, has to be very high. And so the first thing we do is like, Hey, well, what's really going on? What have you overcome like this? What have you done in the past? Even if it's not similar, how many times have you gotten to a wall and said, hey, I don't know if I can, you know, I can tear this thing down or make this thing happen the way I want it to happen. And you did. And so we have to go first look at their hope. You know, where can they where can they rely on what they've already done? And if they, you know, even if that doesn't work, then we go look at comparisons. You know, where are you at versus, you know, most people? Because, yeah, you see the, you know, Alex Ramoses of the world. You see the Russell Brunson's of the world. You don't see that guy, you know, the majority of people that are actually lower in many skills than you are if you've been at this for a little while. You know, it doesn't even take long. A whole year can get you ahead of most of them. So when we're in that game, it's you got to get those comparisons. They got to start building some new frames and start seeing this stuff from a different angle. And that usually shakes it up enough that they can go again. You know, not that that's not going to creep in again because it does. It comes back. So you have to get good at going, okay, cool. This has happened before. <laughs> what do I, what did I do last time? What do I got to do again? And eventually those skills become second nature. That experience goes a long way. I, I remember watching the movie, uh, Catch Me If You Can. And yeah. in it, Leonardo DiCaprio 
he's a con artist, right? But he pretends to be an airline pilot. He pretends to be uh, an English teacher. He pretends to be a, a doctor. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and he pulls it off. And when they asked him, I mean, they asked the, the guy that he portrayed uh, in real life, and they asked him, how'd you get away with teaching like an entire semester of school? Like you weren't educated in this field. He's like, I just was one chapter ahead of what yeah. the class was. And that's all I needed to be. And I think that same perspective is what you're talking about here. You're, you know, a lot of times the imposter syndrome is because we're comparing ourselves to the Alex's of the world and, and, and uh, you know, all the all the greats that are out there. But we're we're still right here. We're still we may not be that high up, but we still are at least a couple chapters ahead of the people that we can help. Yeah. So, you know, putting ourselves in that perspective makes a big difference. You work with small businesses and you've worked with all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. What kind of similarities or similar problems do they face with? And are you kind of dealing with that same mindset, whether it's the small business owner or the Fortune 500 people? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot going on in culture right now for comparison constantly. Like we're always measured against some impossible standard and, and honestly, not even a standard that you can get a full look in. You Like even you look at someone like Alex Ramosi, seems like a solid person. You don't know what his life looks like on a daily basis. You know, I remember thinking like, I mean, one of my heroes growing up was Tony Robbins and, you know, bigger than still is to this day. I mean, he's, he's bigger than life. And then I would get like every once as I got more into his material, I started hearing these little stories about his life. And I was like, I, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, like I don't want that at all. And so like literally what he's willing to do, I don't have to go that direction and I can still learn from him and go the direction I want. But my life is mine. Like whatever I build of it, it's, it's over here. I can't, it's not easy to compare it against anybody else's, you know, unless you can fully live in their life. And so, yeah, it doesn't matter what size that people are always looking at the comparison. Unless you are the number one dog, you know, it's rare that you're not looking at somebody else going, why can't we do that? When you don't even see what's going on inside that business or inside that person's mind. And so, yeah, at every level, there, there is that constant comparison, even to the point where people stop, they give up on their goals without even knowing it what they really want, what they want their life to feel like, and just start copying the person above them. And, you know, someone that's actually like, you know, what a great example is like social media right now. You know, there's very, there's many experts that are everywhere. And so if you go, Hey, I want to be like Gary Vee, I want to be like Russell Brunson. And you start going and trying to be on every platform that they're on, you're done. You, you don't have time to be good at any of them. You're just throwing crap out there. And so, you know, you, there is an advantage for being early in the cycle. And you said like the two steps ahead, you know, that is, that is a perfect break from this. You have, if you're early in the stage and you're, you're just moving up, Russell Brunson can't afford to help everybody. And in some cases he's forgotten, you know, the Grand Cardones and the, the, the Hermoses of the world have forgotten what it was really like to be at the beginning. Now, if you just figured this out, you can help a lot of people. Because those are the people, A, they can get access to you. They probably can afford you in a way they can't afford a Russell Brunson in their house. They get to talk to a real person that just figured it out, that gets their plight. And so I, I actually think there's a massive unfair advantage if you really use it. And that is you're right here in it now. You're, it wasn't something you did years ago and you figured out and you haven't had to think about. It, it happened last week, you know, or last month. And, you know, I almost, I almost try to find clients that are outside my reach that I really have not been entirely where they are because those are the ones that force me to grow because I will be up at night making sure I have the answers they need, period. I, I'll call in favors. I'm finding everything I can. That stretch is what it's allowed me to keep growing and work with companies of all sizes. But I always use that advantage. It's kind of it's kind of funny that saying of, uh, you know, when you meet your heroes, it's not always the same as, as what you expected them to be because what you're yeah. talking about exactly is, is it. 
you see glimpses and clips of who these people are, but you don't see their entire lifestyle. It'll kind of make you really think about what it is that you want to do. Meeting heroes can be that, that uh, detrimental kind of, kind of put you down on the flip side. Once you start learning about what these guys are doing, you start to realize that a lot of them run in the same circles. A lot of them are part of the same masterminds and you start to see similarities in their marketing approaches in their, in their offers and their proposals that they're putting out in the programs that they're offering because they know the power of working with somebody that can help elevate them. They know the power of having mentorships, of having these masterminds in place. Um, when you're talking to your clients, is it something that you really have to kind of get across the importance of having coaching and mentoring? Or is it, or, or when they approach you, they're already ready to make that change? Um, best clients already do it. It's part like self-development growth, seeking out mentors is already a thing. Those are the people that win the fastest. The people that don't have that are kind of, there's a troubled foundation that they're missing and it's just corrected thinking, you know, like you, you wake up and everybody has it. We have this little voice in our head that is telling us not to try to give up, to, to stop. What if we're, we fail and and we're going to look this way. And everybody has that. That's just, it's a evolutionary development to make sure we stay alive. So we look for things that we could be afraid of and, but everybody, the people that succeed, just figure out how to work with it. You know, they get used to that. And so they, they kind of know how to quiet that voice or point it in the right direction, you know? And so with a lot of this, if you don't have that internally, if you haven't built up that habit inside you to go, Hey, this is where I'm going. This is why it matters. This is what's important to me. This, I know I can do it. I got this hearing somebody else say those things. Hey, I was at crap. You know, I was in this place that was horrible. I couldn't do anything. And I figured it out, you know, and I had to come through hearing those over and over again, just breaks up that doubt. And so the more you're kind of feeding your mind with that until you build the habits yourself. And even then, then it's just supercharged because not only whatever new idea, you go, I like that, you know how to reinforce it now, but you got to start that somewhere. And if it's not coming from you or the people around you, you got to feed it from somewhere. And so mentors, the right books, audio programs, listening to podcasts, like making sure that good information is going in. It, isn't it funny? I mean, what you were describing there is your ability to kind of be vulnerable, right? Like to, to, to realize that I need help. I don't have all the answers and I'm yeah. looking for a little bit of help. And that experience coupled with that vulnerability, isn't that also the same messaging that seems to work really well for your marketing campaigns? Like, dude, are you going through X, Y, Z? I was there too. This is how I transform my life. And if you're interested, you know, here's my call to action. Like, like hit me up right here. Like the same messaging applies because our nature is in the same way. When you finally realize that you need help, it's because you're going through a particular problem. So you reach out to get the solution you're looking for. And it parallels those marketing campaigns. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. That that comes down to. So at this point, I think between my wife and I, we've spent probably 1.2 million something in education, training, mentorship programs, masterminds. We have put our money where our mouth is. We believe in this as a core. It's our profession, you know, and I consistently what I've seen is like people always think it's going to be this tactic. Like you're going to get this next trick. You're going to, you know, be able to do that. And that's like the early stage people. But then when you get into these higher end programs, what you realize there's really two key elements. It's reassurance and motivation over and over again. You're getting people to just hope and believe again because it's so easy not to, you know? And so at the, at the highest level, it doesn't matter where you are. Like person might be making 10 million, but they, they're in a room suddenly with someone that's making a hundred million. They suddenly have to break up some of their reality. And so at every level, you know, we've just got to have a, a way 
to make sure that we're getting the right reassurance and the right motivation as a, as a great coach or for yourself, if you're trying to get yourself to that next level, because that, that's really what it is, you know, like you don't have all the answers. You're not perfect. The expectation that you're going to nail it every time and every word out of your mouth is going to be awesome. And every program that you launch is going to be great. And every course you create is going to change lives. That's, that's insane. It's an insane amount of pressure. And it actually more often stops people from doing anything. You know, the, the idea is that you, you got to do the best you can, and then you will learn the things that you need to get to that next level. So right now, the biggest thing you can do is, yeah, you don't have all the answers right now, but you have to have the confidence that you'll go get them, that you'll go find them. You'll go track them down. If something stops, you don't give up. You go, somebody's figured this out. I got to go find them, <laughs> you know, and keep going. That reassurance in your life that it's possible, it's real, and you can do it. It, it sounds like rhetoric, but I have seen more people totally lose out on great opportunities and a life they really want by simply thinking they had to be perfect on the first go. How can you? You can't. You're not supposed to look a certain way. You really should look how you look. You know, like I, I won over contracts early in my marketing career because I wasn't one of the top agencies. That was me and my, my freaking partner, Chris. That was it. And we could charge a lot less and we could work a lot harder. And, you know, we started like, do we have nothing to lose? And so we started just doing above board programs like, hey, if you if you go work with an agency, every time you ask them for something, you are have to wait two weeks. If you call us, you can call me at eight o'clock right now because that point I was hungry and I was ready. Yeah, I put more boundaries on my life now. But at the beginning, I could crush out competition and win contracts because I was honest about where we are. It's me and Chris in an apartment. We're going to do everything, <laughs> you know, like, and I, that was the stuff that people try to hide. Like, I want to look like I'm in a professional building and, you know, I have a full team behind me. I was like, screw that. Use your advantages you have. You're, you're starting out. You're scrappy. Get at it. Do anything it takes, you know, be, be so indispensable to them that your contracts will grow. And that's how a lot of our early contracts did. We moved from where we're doing contract after contract to like partnerships and equity shares because we went in there and would be there all the time. You know, I, it was so weird. Like we started this and we were like, Hey, we're marketing guys, or we're going to help you with social media. And, you know, as we got to know them, um, what we started finding is it was a lot more their owners, their whole life can affect their business, not just one part of it. So like it went quickly from how I thought I was doing the logo to I'm talking to them about marital problems or talking about their kids because that's, what's in the way. If they're stressed out about what's going on at home, they're not performing here. And that's why their numbers are tanking, you know? And so I can give them every strategy in the world. I can write the best email that I can imagine. And it wasn't working. And so it just becomes this holistic thing. People need real people to connect with at any level, you know? And so if you're authentic, if you're real, you're being true to who you are, you're showing up, they get to connect to you. You know, it's hard to connect to agency. Agencies don't care. It, it, there is some exceptions, but for the most part, agencies don't care about you in the same way because they can't. They have a hundred people they have to care about <laughs> and they're supposed to care about them equally. But if you're starting out and you're a contractor and you do social media, or you do copy or you, you build funnels, whatever it is, and you can have that real human touch, you can outperform a lot of these agencies. Yeah. A lot of those, uh, a lot of your services are just your way in the door, essentially. Uh, you said yeah. when you go to these trainings, they get a lot of assurance and motivation. And I, I, yeah. I 100% agree with that. Every time I go to these events, it is a lot of hoorah, a lot of energy, a lot of getting you in the, in the mindset to keep going. Um, yeah. and then I kind of revert that back to disciplines and habits, right? Then you got the, the David Goggins of the world and he's like, you know what, yeah. stop being a little bitch and just get out there and do yeah. what you're supposed to do. Cause it's the habit that you need to make. 
Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's got to be a combination of both, right? We do need the the reassurance. We do need the motivation to get ourselves back on track because we get yeah. distracted really easily. I mean, anything, when we see somebody who's a little bit more successful than us, who's doing something a little bit cooler, when there's a new technology, we can easily get distracted from what we were already good at. So having yeah. that motivation and, and assurance is helpful, but having those disciplines and habits have to be put in place as well. So when you're working with clients, how much of it is it motivation and assurance and how much of it is it uh, let's get you systematized and processes in place so that, yeah. you know, when you are a little distracted, you're not taken away from the fundamentals of your core business. Yeah. So there's a mix and I don't see them as separate. That, I mean, that's one thing I keep finding. Like it, great marketing says it's one thing. It always says it's one thing. Just do this and everything will be solved. And it's not. Your life is complex and it's crazy and business just adds level to it. But it also has high reward, high risk, high reward. I mean, that's how the game's played. And so the motivation, the, the reassurance, if you go to do something, let's say you're going to build a habit and you're going to show up and do this, but every day you tell yourself, I don't believe I can actually do it. I don't believe it'll ever work. You will stop doing it, period. So I don't mean reassurance like hoorah, like, I mean, Tony Robbins events are amazing. You go to those, yeah, yeah, you're in a different world. It's like a rock concert. It's incredible. I'm talking about the motivation and reassurance just to keep going daily. And that's, you know, that's from having the right mentor or being able to get, you know, you know, talk to yourself differently and start saying, Hey, I got this. I figured out harder things. I can go, I, I can, I can make this happen. Yeah. I don't know, but it's online. There's ways to do it. <laughs> I just got to go find one that works for me. And you know, that kind of reassurance, that stuff has to be alive or the habits never get created. And so, you know, so it's kind of in order. If I was looking at these as separate components, the motivation reassurance gets you to keep going when it's in, in, when you get rocked a little bit, when it doesn't work out perfectly. So if you can do that, if you have that right, you'll build those habits, then you'll get a skill. That skill gets good enough, you can then systemize it. That's how I see the, the track. So at first, I have to make them believe they absolutely can get what they want. Whatever level that at, whatever that next level is, I have to get them to believe they can and they will and they want it. Once we do that, then we can figure out the strategies to start building habits. What do they do daily? Once that's working, because business is difficult. It's not about finding one way to do it and then it's perfect. You have to, you have to build it. You have to look at the system. Then when something breaks, you have to fix that. You got to patch this up. Oh wait, actually I don't like that outcome. And then once you get all that worked out, then you have this amazing thing. You put blood, sweat, and tears into that can be systemized and then allow you to scale. And then just growth is incredible. Yeah, and sometimes having that other perspective just makes all the difference in the world because you might be grinding away at something that is not getting you in the direction that you want to go in, but it's keeping you really busy, right? And so we yep. feel like we feel like we're being productive when, in, in essence, we we're, we're not. We're just turning the wheel here. So having yeah. that coach and that mentor to keep you motivated, to keep you on track, to keep you focused on some goals. That is totally, definitely something that people need to have. Speaking of which, uh, we haven't said it throughout the show at all. So I want to make sure we say it at least here at the very end, Joel. Um, if people want to reach out, they want to work with you, they want, you know, what is it that you're, you're offering them and how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of us is just going to www.owningtheedge.com. Uh, on there, we have actually a form to let us know where you're at, what's, what's going on, and see if there is something we can do. We do a lot of creative work. So if, depending on where you're at in the business, we usually can figure out something that makes sense. But my obsession is to help entrepreneurs break free, like just get what they want. I know I've seen it time and time again. When entrepreneurs stop worrying about how to pay the bills, they start changing the world. And it happens all the time. Yeah, there's some people, there's some outliers that don't. But for the most part, they're hungry, happy, excited people that want to solve problems and want to make it bigger. So um, just anywhere you reach out, plus our social media channels, free content there. A lot of the thinking that's coming out of 
you know, my millions of dollars in spend in education, but also what I'm doing right now with my clients that gets funneled into our social. So, uh, find us on Instagram, find us on YouTube, Joel Bauer official. Um, that's probably the best place. Let me ask you a question. Um, you, you have a lot of mentors that you look up to a lot of trains that you've gone to. Um, if, if you were to recommend for young high school kids, like pick up a book and read this to get your life rolling, what would you recommend to somebody? Maybe it's a training, maybe it's a particular author, maybe it's a specific book. What, what kind of recommendation would you make? Well, the, the first one that I would do personal power by Tony Robbins. I mean, that's just, you, you gotta have some place where you're getting a mindset, your mindset straight. His it's awesome. It's amazing. On a tactical side, like right now, what I think a huge opportunity is, uh, YouTube is about to blow up again. You know, it seems like one of those things that people kind of count out, but it's it's going to grow because what they basically figured out the hard part, which is they had to balance the user, the creator, and the 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 advertisers in just the right way. And they have the this amazing AI that's been perfecting for years, really nailing that. So I think we're about to see a YouTube explosion, and and that's either on the side of actually creating your own channel or making sure you have the skills that can support people who are, because we're going to see massive growth in this. Um, I, I just see a huge opportunity there. So uh, Daryl Eve's book, um, The YouTube Formula, is absolutely incredible. Uh, he is one of the most talented people on the planet. If you guys don't know who Mr. Beast is, he's constantly consulting with Mr. Beast and every known name on the planet. But this is the guy, like, he's, I think in the next five years, everybody's going to know, like, YouTube connected to this guy. And they don't know that. He's just starting to get that momentum and move from consultant to where he's actually creating courses and programs and getting the material out there. So. I would definitely hunt down that book, get it, um, learn everything you can. Absolutely. Especially for the youngsters. They're like, what do you want to do after high school? I'm going to be a YouTuber. Great. Yeah, be a YouTuber. I, pick I, up these books and start learning what you need to learn so you can actually be a YouTuber that gets paid versus yeah. a YouTuber that just lives well, amazing on Amazing skills like writing copy or editing videos or just being able to know how to push content out accurately. That's, that's huge. And it's going to be needed always. You know, what the platforms might change, but those skills don't. Perfect, man. Hey, uh, real quick before we head out, any final thoughts before we close out today's episode? No, and this is awesome. I, I think that there is an unfair advantage really for younger people with less skills. And it, we always flip it. I have a lot of overhead. I have a lot of crap. I can move a lot. You know, I can't move as fast as I used to be able to. But everybody out there, man, you know, find little things. You find little ways to make revenue. And because cash flow is what actually grows a business. And so if you can find any way to bring that cash flow instead of going, oh, no, I'm following my vision, you can start adding that cash flow. You open up choices, you open up opportunities, you open up the ability to invest. And plus, you're doing something. So you're learning the skills, you're creating a network, everything that I wish I would have just figured out earlier and just started. You guys have the advantage to do it right now, <laughs> you know, and so I just I love that. And, I, you know, I'd love to see the next group of entrepreneurs, all this crap about the next generations are lazy and they don't want to work. Screw that. They don't want to work for somebody else, but they want to make a difference. And I know that. <laughs> so let's go make it happen. Yes, you are absolutely right. That's exactly the message I like to tell these kids. So like, you got so many opportunities. School might have let you down a little bit, but it's not the end. It's just the beginning. Life is here to to take you on, a, on an adventure. You don't even know where it's taking you yet. I mean, I know I, me personally, when I was in high school, graduating high school, I had no clue what I was going to do. <laughs> I remember being in my 30s, early 30s, still not knowing what I was going to do. I'm 40 now and I'm like, barely feel like I got a handle on where I'm going. So, yeah. you know, you got a lot of opportunity ahead of you. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys check out uh, Joel's page. It's called owningtheedge.com, owningtheedge.com. Check out his stuff. 
Uh, hope you guys got a lot of information today. Remember, it's your mindset. You got to start right here. Find somebody to help you get that squared away. So you have the motivation, you got the discipline, you got the systems in place to be successful. Joe, thank you very much for being on the program today. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Awesome. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.